Adult Dude Having Discourse is a new podcast by JTMNetworks.com, hosted by Todd the 206 Geek. In this podcast, Todd will share his thoughts on many different topics. But because he's ADHD, how long before he either loses interest in the topic or switches topics altogether? Tune in and find out by going to www.adhd.rocks. That's ADHD.rocks. Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. The, uh, oh God, why is it escaping me now? Um, the Great Gatsby. That's one of my favorite oh. books of, of all time. Um, I, 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 hate, I hated the movies that they came out, but I love, I, yeah. I could read that book and I, and I love it. Um, I'm surprised that like all of George Steinbeck's books, you, that should have, that should have been like on top of this list from the Pearl to, um, I mean, it's, it's a lot. Um, yeah. Don't give okay. them any ideas, Jamal. Uh, okay. So my favorite book, it just kind of popped into my head. Well, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely one of the most unique books I've ever read. Pierce Anthony, who is a great author, he has done a lot of the favorite books that I like. Um, at, at the time of my high school days, this was it was very popular. Uh, it was um, Zamp was he wrote about this fictional realm of Zamp where it was here in uh, our, our on Earth, but it was kind of like it was this magic realm that you know there was a veil between them, right? Um, he also wrote. Um, a series called the incarnations, which was, uh, I'm actually reading one right now where he did a series of every single incarnation as a, as a, as an office, like a job, like a uh, death, Thanos, what, Pentanos, Pentanos, sorry. Uh, Mars, which is war, uh, Gaia, Gaia, which is mother earth. I mean, and so all of them were like different jobs and they, they took the, the office of their job in different ways like death had to kill his successor so um but he pierce anthony so he a lot of his books were very children-centric books and a great author but he wrote a little known book called pornocopia and it is like it is an x-rated book and it was not something that i expected to come from this particular author and it was an excellent book and then I found out recently that it actually has a sequel and I've not been able to find that I need to find both of them because I want to read them both again I want to have Romeo read them because they were actually it was a really super interesting book so so talk about books that would get banned <laughs> you know that whole series right everything he is an author would be censored yeah, I think this whole idea of banning books is kind of stupid um, for like a ton of reasons. Um, another reason that kind of popped into my head is just the fact that if you're a child and you're reading this book, like some of these books that I'm looking at, they help me solve problems. 
You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're good problem-solving books. Um, and sometimes I like it when people, like, refer to these books. Like, I love it when two things that, whenever somebody, like, refers to, like, a line in a movie and whenever somebody quotes a book, you know? Right. So it's just, like, you know, a, a lot of these books, to be honest with you, I mean, they're harmless. Like, it's, it's as if you roll this, all these, like, books, you cram them all together. It's not like you're going to get mind comp out of it. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, you're not going to learn how to make an atomic bomb out of, you know, it's, these are just, to me, they're harmless books. And I kind of feel like these books are, um, I think that students who read it are mature enough to handle the subject matter. I know when I was in high school and we were reading these books, I mean, yeah, there was the language, but it wasn't like, uh, you know, we weren't like, we were, we were for the most part mature about the language and, you know, any kind of thing outside of what people would think would be the norm, like, oh, it's not normal to, talk, you know, to read the N-word in a book. Well, <laughs> Mark Twain fixed that. Um, right. You know, or, and, and then mind you, everyone's like looking at me like, am I offended? I'm like, no, it's written in a book. You're not calling me the N-word. Right. You know, just because, you know, just because I'm the only black guy in this class. Um, Everyone I'm looks at you like, Mark is Wade. it okay I'm we're fine. reading this? <laughs> like, like you didn't need my permission to, to, to read the book. Everyone at some point, probably even before they get to high school, at some point come across Tom Sawyer and Hudson. I, I, I'm not much of a reader, but I've seen like various incarnations on television and movies. Yeah, I just, I don't understand what they hope to gain by banning a book. Mental control. They just want to control what people see, you know, is really what it boils yeah, down they, to. They, they don't want, they don't we, want their, they don't want their kids to think outside the box. They just want them to, this is what I want you to see. This is how I want you to see the world. Don't look at that because that gives you a bigger worldview is, is essentially what's going on here. You can't be smarter than Massa. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just... be. Would you like? Come on, like back in the day, we could black people could read. Oh, you learn how to read as all, a slave. All I know is that when you when you have a list of of things that people don't want you to see, those are the things that teenagers specifically will go out of their way to find those things and see them and fi figure out why they were banned. But let's be real, though. Who the fuck is reading books anyway? Like, outside of high school kids that are forced to read this stuff. Like, who's really reading? You know, like, every time I come off the... Like, I'll be on the train, and I'll see, like, somebody crack open a book, and I'm like, oh, thank God, somebody... Like, you know, it's... It, it always amazes me. Because I don't... I, I'm not on my phone whenever I'm on the train. Unless I'm, like, writing something. But I'm not, yeah. like, looking up well, shit or... I, I'm, I, you know, I'll have, like, a pen and a pad, and I'll, I'll write you know, jokes or whatever, but I don't, um, like, I used to carry a book with me, uh, like, usually, like, an autobiography or something, because I always find autobiographies interesting, and I'm always, like, reading, because it's just, like, I'm on the train, I have time on my hands to do this. I couldn't do this in Seattle, because I'm driving all the time. You know, I can't drive yeah. and read a book at the well, same time, but... I I don't. I don't look at someone in if they're not reading a book. I don't think they're stupid or or they're lesser than because they don't read. Uh, You're largely because, well, 
Because I'm one of those people, man. I don't fucking read books. I don't read anything unless I absolutely fucking have to. I don't, you know, I don't have, I don't have the 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 mental um, fortitude to sit there and read a book from cover to cover. I can't. You know, it's for me. It's medical. I have ADHD. I get a page and a half in, and, I, and you know, and you know, Ushani happens, or I fall asleep. Not everybody. Uh-huh. So, so being able to read a book is not a is not a good judge of someone's mental capacities. No, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying the fact that somebody is actually willing to read a book in order to expand their mind. That's where I'm going with that. Yeah. I'm not going. I'm not attacking somebody's mental well being or not. I mean, I, well, I don't, people always thing is, people always say that reading a book is, is better than watching TV. I've heard that all my fucking life. Don't stand too close to the TV. You're going to go blind. That's bullshit, number one. Um, two, yeah, I, I, th- there's been many times where I tried reading a book because I was told this story was fucking awesome. I didn't get very far into it because, you know, I, I would lose interest real quick. Just not into it. That, has, that says nothing. And the, my biggest pet peeve, and I'm sorry if I'm coming off aggressive, my biggest pet peeve is when people say, oh, you know, you don't read books. Well, that shows how much, how smart you are kind of attitude. Fuck that. I know plenty of people that don't read books that, that have like computer science degrees. And they're smarter than most people that do read books. And when I say they don't read books, I mean that they don't read books for entertainment. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah I'm, they're not I'm reading. They're to... not reading books for entertainment. The, yeah, they probably had to read books in order to get that degree, but this is not something they do for fun. This is not something they do. You know what? I I'm going to read a a fifteen hundred page novel t- this weekend. Now, not everybody does that. It's not a thing. And those who those who like to 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 you know, I, I'm not saying you guys are. I'm just saying, in general, people who are like, "Well, you're," I, and I've, I just I've, I've heard that way too much in my life, and that bothers me. I'm sorry. I mean, for me, you know, I feel like, you know, one of my New Year's resolutions was to read more because, again, it's not about just reading. For, I mean, if, whether you're reading for fun, whether you're reading for, a, I mean, people read for different reasons. Um, you know, I I have like a list of books that I want to read. And the funny thing is like two of those books are actually in that list of bad books. So I'm like, ooh, I want to see what they're trying to keep from me. But it's 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 more about, you know, whenever I read, it's one of two reasons. It's because um I'm either trying to there's some there's a like I said, I read a lot of autobiographies because that's how I feel like how I learn about I love reading what people are writing about their lives like um yeah that i you know i oh because i don't like biographies because it's like oh somebody else wrote this and a lot of this stuff could be you know i'm like no i want to know what this person who wrote this book you know it's almost like movies that uh speaking of movies uh i love movies that are written and directed by the same person i can love it you know um, kevin, that, kevin smith that, that Kevin Smith being, yeah, because that's his vision. You know, he didn't write a movie and said, here you go, some Hollywood director, bring this to life. He didn't do that. He he writes these things, and I'm pretty sure that he has a vision of what he's trying to write. And then right. when he 
presents it, you know, on the screen, it's like, oh, he wrote, he's, everything that he wrote is presented the way that he wanted it. Right. You know, it's not what he wrote. And then somebody took what he wrote and is like, okay, here's how I'm going to interpret this. Right. He writes, uh, and then he interprets exactly what he's writing. And that's, and, and that's why I like, you know, autobiographies. It's not some, you know, person being like, uh, okay, I think what he meant when he said this was, or dates are all wrong and, you know, the continuation is kind of fucked up. No, whenever, whenever I write a screenplay, I'm like, dude, I would love to direct this. I don't want to give this to anybody um, because I have a vision. Um, have you ever, like, have you ever told somebody, hey, I need you to do something for me. You told them exactly what you wanted, but then they, you know, like, hey, you, don't, you wouldn't tell, you wouldn't send, like, Romeo to the bakery and be like, hey, I need some bread. And then he comes back with a rake. You know, like that's yeah. not that's right. not what you've well, asked for. It, it, it's interesting that you say that about the vision because um, there was a series that I watched most of on Netflix called "The Movies That Made Us." Oh, I love that, and I love and it, it such made a me good series about that, and it did because there's so much things that go on behind, like like the movie Pretty Woman. Like they talk about how like the author who wrote it and how dark it was, and then how it morphed and changed. And then right. people who wrote who, people who wrote these stories, some of them that wrote some of these different movies, they basically they got invited to help write the screenplay and then get kicked off, and they bring in different writers to yeah. write it and change it. And it's you know you you see some of the things that are behind it, and they're so fascinating. It makes me want to see more of different movies that I love. It's, it's funny that you say that because when I sold my first screenplay, I sat in a room with like four dudes and I signed pretty much the rights to my script. Now, my the issue that I had with the only issue that I had with my script is I wasn't sure of the ending. I didn't think that the ending was strong enough, in my opinion. But apparently these guys read it and I was like, what did you what would you change in this movie? And they were like, oh, we're totally going to revamp the ending. Like, we liked everything. The ending is cool, but we're going to make the ending better. And I'm like, okay, that's I, the same thing I thought, you know. Um, but what they're probably going to end up doing is they're going to look at the script and they're going to be like, okay, we're going to probably hire some writers to tweak it to right. what they want. Now, if I see this movie um, on, on a big screen or whatever or at your you know, $2.50 DVD at a car wash rack. Um, I, I would probably be like, wow, this is not the movie that I had in mind. Uh, case in point, when Quentin Tarantino wrote the cult classic True Romance and handed it off to the director, I'm, I'm, I think uh, I want to say Tony Scott, um, he did not like it. Did not like the movie. Um, and I, I and I love reading when screenwriters are like, yeah, I fucking hated what they did. There's a lot of that too. So sometimes right. the screenwriter don't even get invited onto the set because it's like, oh, yeah. you rewrote. That's not what you know. Because there's always that kind of like, like if I was on the set of a movie that I wrote and I was like, wait, that's not what he said. Wait, that's not the direction. 
Like, no, no, scrap yeah. all of it, you know? Like, you don't really have much of a say. The fact that you're even on the set is as like a courtesy. That's what happened you know to what Adam saying? Goldberg, I think, with his show, The Goldbergs. He was like one of the head writers of the of the show because that was his story up until I think a couple seasons ago. He got basically asked to leave the writer's room. He hasn't come back. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. It's exactly. a great it show, happens. too. It, it, I've never it, seen it, the Goldbergs. It it's it's about a, a yeah. uh, it's about a Jewish family, I think, in in the, the the Midwest or East Coast. It's like Pennsylvania, I think. And it's uh, every episode starts with it. It was nineteen eighty something, and they're in the, the each episode was a theme about something that happened during the eighties. And oh, and each okay. theme always has like a like a, a surprise guest appearance by someone from the thing that is the theme of that week. So, like for example, uh, there was an episode where they 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 did uh, uh, they it was kind of the themed after the um, uh, Ferris Bueller. So one of the actors oh. from Ferris Bueller was a teacher on that episode. Oh wow! Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a cool show. I mean, it, it's it's a it's about a very dysfunctional family, so I can totally relate. <laughs> uh, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, I and yeah, yeah, but uh, no, it's yeah. I I just recently found that out that he was no longer in uh, in the writing room for the show. I was like, that's your show. How are you not part of the show? Because <laughs> he probably people kept probably because people kept got tired of hearing him say, fuck that, and no, we're not doing that, and they're just like, hey, you know what? Right. We got these writers here that know what they're doing. You're fucking up the flow of things. You need to take a backseat. Yeah, that's probably what happened. You know, it's, um, y- yeah, like, it's, it's funny, because I talked to writers, I, I talked to, like, a, 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 I'm part of, like, this writing crew, and it's like, you know, whenever, even whenever somebody's doing, like, a student film, you know, and somebody like is like, oh, I I, I submitted my, my my script to somebody because they're gonna do a student film, and it's like, well, how was it? Oh my god, it's awful! Like it's, you know, they're so behind. It's this, it's that, whatever. And it's like because again, you're it's like it's like it basically this is what it's like. It's like giving your baby that you've ca- like your your newborn that you've carried in your womb for nine months that you've worked hard. You you did the the. The, the 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 labor and I mean Marianne you're a woman the pushing you know and, feels, right? and the the, the fluids and the thirteen hour delivery and you just hand it to a new family and you hope that they raise this kid properly even though you you're never gonna see this kid again maybe um maybe a couple of times but then you hope that when you meet the child you know when at age ten and you're just like I I I am your mommy. I'm your biological mother. And, you know, you find out that, oh, he speaks three different languages and he's a quarterback of the football team and all that. You're like, oh, that's a good movie. That's kind of what I was hoping for. But if your kid is like in fucking juvenile detention every other fucking month <laughs> and he's addicted to drugs, that's like, oh, my God, you guys ruined this movie. Like, this is not yeah. what you guys were supposed to be like good at your job as parents. Like you fooled me, you know what I mean? That's what like selling your script is like, hoping for the best. Yeah. To be, yeah, to be honest, I can me, understand. My, I can understand. Like, like I don't know if my script ever became. I, I know it's a western. 
I've watched a couple of Westerns in the, uh, well, like modern Westerns. And I'm like, nope, this definitely isn't a movie. <laughs> like somebody would be like, hey, I just saw this. Like, um, what was that Western that's on Netflix? Um, uh, oh, that, oh, that, yeah. That, um, that black Western. People, uh, I had a couple of friends thinking that that was the movie I wrote. I was like, no, I wish it was. I wish I could take credit for that. Like, the harder they fall. That was a good movie. Yes. Um, I was like, nope, I I can't take credit for it. So I was like, because that's not that's not the that's not the. I mean, I've never seen it, but I know just by looking at the trailer, that's not even close to the premise yeah. that I. Jamal doesn't really watch a lot of television. Clearly, you know. Well, that's because I work my balls off, and you know, school doesn't pay for itself. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do. I mean, actually, though, you're pretty well-rounded of the three of us. I think you're the most well-rounded of us all with being able with reading and, and TV and movies and, you know, still being able to go out and do comedy. Yeah. I think yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the single life. You're, you're still living the single life and you don't have to take into So here's, here's one of the things that I've, I've recently come to, to understand. You guys are going to probably take offense at this. Ooh. People who are single and have never been married and don't have kids are completely and totally selfish. They have zero, zero idea how to compromise or how to to behave properly in another fucking home with another, you know, that it's not theirs. That because they've never had to take, they've never had to make those those. How does it make them selfish? Sacrifices. They've never had to make sacrifices to take care of other people like children or a spouse. So they, and how it makes them selfish is they don't think about, like if they're in uh, a dynamic with other people around, they don't think about, you know, oh, oh, my bad. I should have turned off the lights when I left the room. Oh, my bad. You know, like they, they don't think about, oh, it's, oh, I should have said something before I went and ate the last pork chop. I should have said something, you know, it's, it's, because and it's not like it, it is it's self-centered okay how about that so they're very self-centered and oh. so they don't have that same kind of concept of dealing with other people that's and have to to make that that sacrifice like fuck i wanted to stay like fuck i wanted to stay up and watch a little bit more tv but the spouse is going to bed because she has to get up at four o'clock in the fucking morning so i'll go late in well bed with my, if you my... if you don't know any different you're not going to know those things. You're, right, I mean, right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm self-centered or or selfish for not being aware of those things because I've not not been around enough people to to experience those things, you know, you right. know. And, and when I have, and I'll and I'll say this to 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 defend those that you're you're blatantly attacking. Well, I'm not attacking. I'm not attacking. <laughs> That's why I said it with you know with a smile and I'm laughing. And uh, I'm tongue and cheek, yeah. A little bit uh, of twins, a little truth yeah, to just that. Just a little bit of truth to it. I was like, no, we're not selfish. We're not self-centered. We just don't know. And that's okay, when but... you that's when you when people who are butthurt about us doing those types of things, you need to speak up. Right, well, and the thing is though, is, is that Don't oh, get mad oh, and not say God. any fucking thing I because have. we haven't done what you want us to fucking I do. She didn't say I any goddamn have. thing. The fuck I haven't. I have said it multiple fucking times like a broken record but it's it's just but it it was something that became an awareness to me because of my unique situation that i had to realize that 
that is the dynamic that because people who have been single and don't have kids, especially if they're single, but, or, or, you know, just like, if you don't have kids, you don't know what it's like to have to, to make those sacrifices and to deal with the consequences of not being able to, you know, put yourself first. Um, and, and so it's, you have to really take a step back and, and think about what's the good for the whole group versus only being self-centered. And, and, and I'm saying that as, as like a self, self-focused self that you're only thinking about yourself and it doesn't occur to you to go, oh, shit, maybe, oh, maybe I should have put another roll of toilet paper on there before, you know, when I used the last one because the next person didn't know that I used the last sheet. Oh, for fuck's sake, I'm in the room. All right. Um... <laughs> Like, okay. Um, as so, I, I oh, is she talking about you and not tomorrow. me? Okay. As I, I needed to hear that as, 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 as I'm gritting my teeth as I hear you sort of describe my life. Um, yeah, same, okay, man, so same. I, n- number one, I don't, I don't feel attacked because I, I'll be honest with you, Marianne, you'll be surprised how many times, and, and, and I don't mean to insult you, but you sound like my mom talking to me right now. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and, no, 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 no. And this is what I say. You're right, mom. I am selfish. Because if I was to have a kid right now, I would have blown my fucking brains out a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. I've had people tell me that, you know, for, you know, because, again, all the stuff that you just listed that I do, even I was worn out just hearing you speak about it. Because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. I got to read. After this podcast, if I'm not watching like TV or whatever, um, I'm probably going to read up on child psychology because that's my class and I want to, you know, get an A in it. So that's the shit that I'm reading. I got like this big pamphlet that I got to read about child psychology. So, but I, a lot of, and I, and I, and I say I am selfish and that pretty much explains a lot of the past relationships that I've been in because it it wasn't because you know, I was a, a bad guy or this, that, or whatever. It was like, hey, my future, I see children in it. And I'm like, well, I hope you can hold your breath for a handful of years because I'm not done yet. And that would be the whole, okay, well, I'm going to find somebody who is ready to have children. Uh, I I always wonder, like, I, and don't get me wrong, I love kids. I think kids are amazing um, if you have the patience for them and if you have the time and all that love that you want to dish out for somebody that looks half or more like you. Um, I've, I've never had an issue with children. It was always the when. I always wanted to be prepared to have children. I never felt that. <laughs> it's so sad. I, I, well, I mean, no, it's not, which explains a lot of you know people who have kids that aren't ready, that hate their lives, and I don't ever want that to happen. I never want to look at my child and be like, you were an accident. Like, you're here now, it's too late, can't shove you back into the womb, but I needed two more years. You know what I'm right. saying? I can't say that to a kid. I can't well, say that to a... You I know, can't say that to a, here's the thing, though, is that if you, when you have kids, it is one of those things that all those, those future plans that you perceived you, the things you thought you were going to do, all of a sudden, and how glorious and glamorous and wonderful you think it would be, absolutely dissolves in faith because you look at your kids and you go, this is something that's so amazing. This, this little tiny human being that I created 
is so amazing that I can't wait to to see like when you see feel old and jaded and you look through the kids' eyes and they get to see the wonderment of things that they experience for the first time, it is it it's like you're you're living vicariously through them and you get to feel that too. And just it yeah, it can be stressful and you're dog ass tired and but it's like the only job that you're ever gonna love. It could be a full time job that you love more than anything. Here's the thing. I never want to look at my kid and be like Marlon Brando in On the Waterfront being like, I could have been a contender. You know? <laughs> I, I never want to look at my kid like that. I never want to look at my kid and said, I could have been this. But since you came in here, you derailed my plans. No, 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 no. Uh, so no kid is going to do that. By the time I am done with all the, well, most of the things that I can do. You'll be dead. And, and a, so half the things. <laughs> that I want to do um, and the opportunity and, and I can and I can and I can afford not even afford but I can have a child another obstacle in my life have another child or a child I, I would welcome it you know I would look at the, it has to be the right situation it has to be the right woman because the Lord knows I made a ton of mistakes um, it has to be um, yeah it just has to be the right uh, situation well, and the thing yeah. is, though, is when you put up so many barriers and blocks, then it becomes to the point where it's, see, I, you, it becomes, it's an impossible situation. So the reason for me, and just to clarify, for me, I had my children at a very young age. And I say very young age, I was 22. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, it wasn't, I was in my early 20s when I had kids, but I also didn't have a choice. I was told by doctors because of a medical situation I had that if I ever wanted to have kids, I would have to have them very young in life or I wouldn't have them at all. And so, um, and I don't regret the person who, I, I mean, I, I, I see this happening. I went over to my, I mean, I'm still performing at my ex-husband's bar. I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be uh, doing a show at his bar, uh, the Rusty Elbow Pub and Grub in Covington, or Kent, it's actually Kent, Kent technically, yeah. on, on the 12th, February 12th, I'm going to be doing a show, and I, I'm going to be doing another one on April 2nd, the day after his birthday, so I'm going to be roasting him. and. Oh, I'm um, going to be there for that one. And so I do not regret the person I chose to have kids with. You know, um, he's, he, we were young. We were very young. And yeah, there would have been things that I would have liked to have done different in hindsight. When I look back that if I had done 10, had kids 10 years later when I was in my thirties, but I didn't have that option. And I, you know, and I don't think, I think that at any time you're going to fuck up, you're going to make mistakes. And you just hope to God that you don't screw them up too much and you give them a good foundation. Yeah. Okay. And, Hello. Have, have you met me? Like, <laughs> well, actually, and you know, and it's funny because I think that you would be a lot better. I, I know that you would be a lot better than you think. And, and it's a, a huge fear, but I think your biggest fear is a commitment to one person, that a particular person. You'd be like, there's so much else out there that I could go dally with. Do I really have to stay with one person? You know, and if you were in a situation where you were married with children, you would be you would be faithful to, to your relationship. I uh, yes, no, yeah, I, I I would be. I mean, I've been in you. I've been in relationships yeah. before. Oh yeah, yeah. And 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 but at, now it's funny because you were talking about like you know selfishness and all that. Like I don't. I was okay. How do I, I'm trying to sound like the good guy here. I wasn't really that selfish in my past relationships. It was never, there was a, like, 
I remember uh, speaking to Kermit Appeal, a fellow Seattle comedian, and uh, I was asking him about uh, what was it like to be, because all he has, for the most part, has ever done was be a comic. He's got a family, yeah. um, he's got kids, and it's like, how, and I've, and I've asked him, I believe I've asked Dylan Avila even, like the, the comics that have families that are able to just, that just does comedy. And and Kermit said something along the lines of uh, being, um, first of all, being there, but also compromising. That was the word that he had used was, yeah, you know. Yeah, a lot of compromising. Because it's not like his, I mean, and you know, I don't, I don't know the dynamics of his relationship with his wife, but it's like, if he has a show, he goes out and does a show. When he's, in between gigs and he's home, he's making breakfast, making sure the kids are in school and 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 doing whatever. Like he's taking care of the house. Being while, involved, you know? yeah. So so he's he's doing that. I'm pretty sure that he's, you know, not gonna do a show on like one of his kids' birthdays, you know, like, oh right. I, you know, I gotta be with my you know. So it's it's all about being available, it's all about compromising and that's what I've implemented in, you know, my my past relationships as a comedian, you know, like if I, I was with my ex and she was like, okay, we're gonna go on a vacation, but while we're there, can you not, um, can you not like do comedy? And I'm and I and I would have to, okay, you know what, that's reasonable, you know, right. you want to spend you want to spend more time. Now, if she was like, hey, you know, we're gonna go do this, um. If you want to do comedy, that's great. And I'd be like, yes, you're the best because, you know, she knows that that's my happy spot. You know, like that's where I'm at, you know, that's where I'm just, thank goodness you're letting me do this. Um, but at the same time, it's it's also a give and take. There's times where I'll go out to Eastern Washington um, or I'll, I'll have a bunch of shows lined up and, you know, she'll ask permission to go. I'm like, you never have to ask. As a matter of fact, the very moment I tell you about a show, if you want to pack your bags, get, get your bag ready for when we go, you could come. You right. never, ever have to ask me to come. And that was always like like a rule that I had. And so I would so she, I would say, hey, I'm doing a show in Eastern Washington. Oh, yeah, who's going to be there? Uh, I'm opening for this person. Oh, okay, I'm coming to that. And I'm great. You know, I get to take a long drive with somebody that I'm in a relationship with and talk with and then you know, be in the hotel room and we could, you know, destroy it. And um, she knows what being a stand-up comic is like from the outside looking in sort of. So right. it was it was never a, you know, it was always like, hey, just so you know, I'm a stand-up comic. This is what I do. I will, all, I, and I've, I've said this once, I've said this a thousand times, I will always make time, always make time. And my last relationship, um, I don't know, you remember Jocelyn, right, Marianne? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my relationship with her was was fucking amazing. Um, as far as you know, the the comedy aspect, because I will come in eleven o'clock at night. You know, coming in from the comedy underground. Um, she'll leave, one of two things will happen. She'll be asleep, or she'll be awake. Um, and she, she, you know, how was your set? Good. That's it. I don't have to no follow up questions past that. Um, because I don't really like talking about like jokes or whatever with her. I right. would rather her see the jokes and 
like even if she ever saw like whenever she saw me perform she would be like oh you know you didn't do that with, like she knows all my jokes so she'll just right. be like oh that that was a new one you know I don't run jokes by her even like our relationship jokes like I try to keep it very mild and not embarrass her but you know I don't I don't you know I don't embarrass her but nonetheless it's she you know I come in late at night I always on nights where I'm not doing shows or doing open mics, hey, let's go out to dinner. Let's go out to a movie. Let's do something. We were always doing, well, for the most part, always doing something. Right. Um, and it was a very good, uh, it was a very good balance because I could come home from work and be like, hey, you feel like going out to dinner? And then she's like, yes. And it's, oh, you don't, you don't have a comedy show or anything like that? Like she'll ask, you sure you, you don't have a comedy show? No, I would. I'm not doing comedy open mics tonight. I want to spend time with my girlfriend. That you know, and that was that was basically our dynamic. Um, and again, I've done things with her that I probably otherwise wouldn't do myself. Um, I think I mentioned like tea festivals that right. they've had in yeah. Seattle. Yeah, I'm not going to that by myself. No. You know, like and, and, <laughs> no. and, 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 and mind you, it's like a. a I think it's like a three-day affair so you know she'll get like a couple of tickets and i'm like well i am not doing comedy tonight <laughs> you know i'm just gonna because i'm too tired from walking and i'll be like standing for you know 20 minutes telling jokes because my legs hurt but it's it's but going back to what kermit was saying uh it's all about compromise you know um and even with my life i could still maintain a relationship some women, when they first meet me, they're just like, how do you have the time to do all this stuff? And I'm like, trust me, I make the time. Yeah. You know. If it's uh, important, you will. If it's important, you'll find the time to spend. And and that's just it, though. It's just that when you, you know, and I find with myself being in a relationship, you know, being married, that there's, even though he's a comic, you know, he does comedy also, that sometimes that, that that's the thing that's gonna um like there's time i'm just tired and especially with me you know my new schedule i'm like i'm not getting up i i can't be going to doing comedy until 10 11 12 o'clock at night and then get up at four o'clock in the morning that shit's not gonna happen so i have to make that decision like yeah i'm gonna stay home but you know i actually started thinking about i want to do i actually thought about this where i want to find a bar where i could do like a mic I probably like an open mic. I think I want to do it as an open mic where the open mic starts at like six o'clock. <laughs> right. I want it to start at six and be done at eight. Be out of there by eight. So you want, for you want to do one for the old timers who can't stay up late is what you're saying. No, it's not the, just that there's other people like me that have you ever, ever driven I five or any of these freeways at five o'clock in the morning? Oh, at 5 a.m.? No, because I'm there still... There is a shit ton of traffic at 5 a.m. Yeah, because everyone's you know going why? to work. Because people... Exactly. So I'm not the only one who starts work at 6 a.m. Oh, I know. I mean, and even when I did work that early in the morning, I don't think I ever had to go on the, on any of the freeways that were just locked, like a, like a log jam. You know, it's full of cars, nobody's moving, and you're kind of inching forward. You know, it's... right, and I mean it's not, uh, it's not as busy, 
but there's definitely still a need for it. So people like, there's a lot of people, or pick another thing too, like go into a casino on a Wednesday at four o'clock in the afternoon. The place, it, it could be packed. I remember one time I was going to, I was at Emerald Queen and this woman, she was all like being all judgy and looking at, look at all these people. What are all these people doing here? Don't they have jobs? And I looked at her and I said, yeah, if you look around, a lot of them are wearing high-vis shirts, which means they work in construction, which means that their job starts at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the morning. They're off work by 3.30 in the afternoon, 2.30, right. 3.30 in the afternoon. They are done for the day. So for them to be here at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it's they just got off work, you judgy bitch. <laughs> you know? so, yeah, not everybody works 9 to 5, asshole. <laughs> yeah, and that's just it, though. It's just, I think that there would be, you know, I think that there could be a need for that because I know like several industries that work at five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, you know, yeah. and they don't go, they don't go out and check comedy. Why? Because you know, they can't be out until one o'clock in the morning, to or even like nine, ten o'clock. Yeah. All right, guys. So, Todd. Yes. What are you binge watching this week? Uh, well, as I mentioned earlier, I've I've been watching the book of Boba Fett, and it's it's getting really good. And I and I and I asked I asked my Alexa uh, after I what last watched that last episode. I was like, how many more episodes or how many episodes total of the book of Boba Fett? And it said seven. It's like, all right, so that was episode six. So next week is the last episode. So in two weeks, I'll be able to talk about this show with you guys. In three weeks, I'll be able to talk about this show with you guys and be like, right? And you're like, and this happened? I'm like, yes, I know. I've been wanting to talk about it for a month now. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm all No, no, it's, so it's fine. I'm, you know, I, I will let I, Romeo know that that's our next. And we'll start. I, I think after we're done here, I'm going to go sit down with him for dinner in front of our TV. got to watch episode and, six at least. And we're going to watch. Well, I got to start with episode one. Well, right. So. Yeah. But. It, it, I'm not giving anything away. Just, just, just know that it it ties in with the Mandalorian. He's bursting with excitement, Todd. Is Dude, you guys, you guys have no idea. I, I, I've, I've been like, watching this every like, week, and every week, right when you, you think something cool is gonna happen, end credits. I'm like you fucking assholes. Oh, wow. Stop doing that. <laughs> I mean, like, they suck you in. Oh, yeah, you're like, oh, yes, and this is gonna happen. Credits. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I gotta wait seven whole days. This sucks. But, uh, that and then, um, what else have I been watching? I started watching the, the, the Pam and Tommy miniseries on, on Hulu. And, man, it doesn't. Oh, my God. It doesn't Pam paint them as, as nice people at all. Pam, Pamela Anderson and Tommy, Tommy Lee. Lee. Yeah. So this this this, this mini series is essentially about their sex tape and how it became uh, a phenomenon. And uh, it starts off with you see these guys working on Tommy's house, Tommy and Pam's house. They're fixing up a room, and Tommy comes in. Most well, mostly naked, but he's wearing a g-string and he's covered in tattoos and he's smoking a cigarette. He's like, "Wow, man, this is great. 
You know what would be really great is if that giant bed made of wood tacked to the ground. He's not actually saying these words, but this is kind of his attitude. If you move that over here, that would be awesome. Because then I could put like a, a mirror on the wall and on the ceiling. And the guy's like, dude, I just finished putting that together. I can't just move it. I have to take that apart, disassemble it, and then put it all back together over here. He's like, money's no object, man. So yeah, and it just kind of starts off with that kind of vibe, and then snowballs yeah. from there, and uh, and this guy just wants his money because Tommy has been fucking around and not paying him for their his job and whatnot. And I've only watched like the first two episodes, and that's as much of it as I've gotten so far. So yeah. and it's it's uh, the guy playing Tommy Lee is the guy who was the Winter Soldier in in the MCU movies, you know, Bucky. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. So, and I don't recognize the, the actress who plays Pamela Anderson, but she looks just like Pamela Anderson. So, wow. that, and then um, something else I've been watching lately, too, and I'm drawing a blank off right now. But, um, yeah, this Mandalorian and, and uh, Book of Boba Fett are fucking awesome. Anyone who's not watching it needs to. I'm looking <laughs> at you, man. Jamal, we're looking at you. So, Jamal, what have you been binge watching since it's not Book of Boba Fett or Mandalorian? Uh, just last night, I finished this uh, season one of Lost. Uh, and just like your your show that you were watching, uh, Todd, like every time it gets like part like a cliffhanger, it just it just ends, and I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? It's three in the morning, and I gotta watch another episode. So. <laughs> this is why I don't like doing binging because you you start watching a show and you're like, oh, this is fucking good. I have to finish watching this. And like six, eight hours later, it's, you know, three in the morning and you have to be up in two hours. I'm like, I got to Yeah. So I'll watch the episode. It's four o'clock. I'm like, God, I got to be up in about an hour and 40 minutes. Well, since I'm probably not going to rest well, I'll just watch another episode. And yeah. I break night. So, uh, and, um, so, Marianne, what I'm saying no. is start watching at 9 in the morning. No. See, you don't understand me. <laughs> I, at my age, at this point in my life, I have gotten very, very, very good at sleeping. I love sleep. Oh, me too. Okay? And I get to the point where I'm tired, and I know that I don't function. I learned something this week, and I did not know this. This was crazy. I actually drink a cup of coffee every morning now. The one day I did not drink a cup of coffee, I was head bobbing like Grandpa Howard, head bobbing all day. And I'm like, please, God, don't let this woman who I'm shadowing look out her office and see me falling asleep in front of my fucking computer. And it was the only day that I hadn't had a cup of coffee. So after that, I was like, okay, every morning I have things, you know, I kind of have, I'm getting a, a routine set up. So that I had a cup of coffee that I drink on my way to work every morning. And it, it keeps me going all day. I don't drink, since I quit drinking alcohol, I don't drink any caffeine. I, I don't even drink, like, I was a diehard Diet Coke drinker. Like, a, a six-pack a day. Even back in the days before I started, before I drank alcohol. And then when I started drinking, I started out adding alcohol to it. I was drinking a lot of Diet Coke a day. Well, when I quit drinking alcohol... I stopped drinking Diet Coke, and I think I've had, since I quit drinking back in, what, three months ago, I've had maybe two or three Diet Cokes since, 
in all that time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't have any caffeine anymore. I don't drink any caffeine. And so I didn't realize how much of an impact that caffeine was going to have on me or that lack thereof. And so um, I, until I actually was like one day, no caffeine, no coffee. And I was head bobbing. After that, I'm like, I will get my ass up two minutes earlier to make sure I turn on my Keurig and, and push the button. I haven't set up at night. I've already got the water poured into it. I got the little K cup in there. I got the, the my little fake no, my fake sugar sugar <laughs> in the cup, and all I gotta do is close the lid and push the button so that I can have a cup of coffee in the morning. Oh man! But and it makes it it does it makes a big difference. I'm able to stay awake, so and function and focus. And I'm actually kind of like ah, higher ener- more more energy. So, but at my age, I am not binge watching shit. <laughs> that it's gonna keep me out of bed. Like, no. Do you know how much I, my pillow? I have an amazingly comfortable bed. It is so comfortable. And and I cuddle. I have a body pillow that I a body pillow that I wrap around and I hug it close to my body and wedge it in so my fat belly doesn't have to flop over. Oh Jamal, fuck you. You don't know, but Todd does. You gotta have that that belly. You know that pillow that you can wedge underneath and get you all like just in the right position. I don't have I, a body pillow. I have I have a I have a barely a functioning head pillow that I got at Walmart a couple of years ago. I, oh I think I need to get a new one. God. Try look. It's next level. It is next level. It will take your sleep to a whole different level when you get a body pillow and you wrap your arms around it and stick it like stick one part between your knees so it keeps so, your hips. My question even. is why do you have a body pillow when you have a spouse? They move and they produce too much heat. Do you know that I'm fucking menopausal? Do you know how hot that would be? I would be like wrenched and so I'd be like, oh my god, I can't. Do you know, if and I had a move. body pillow, that's the time I would finally get a girlfriend, and then she'd be like, why are you hugging that pillow? Why aren't you hugging me? Like because you no. put off a lot of body heat, and then I would end no, up being I'm single you, again. I love my husband. I love, but I love our king size bed even more. Like get your ass on your side. I'll get on my side. And usually when he's thrashing around and stuff, I don't even he doesn't even disturb me. Uh, you got one of those but memory foam beds so he can uh, he can move around all he wants and you were on this. I bought a are you, memory are you foam. Talk, are you talking about when he's having those dreams when he's in a pool of jello and he's just sloshing around? That's yes. what I imagine. Yes. <laughs> My yes. God, dude. He has he he does he has night terrors. You know, so just, he has just, night terrors and just Eat your way to the like. <laughs> no, Kenny, that's my pot pie. Eat your way to the deep end. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, he'll thrash around and stuff, and I don't even. I I I. And that was the other thing too. When I quit drinking, I really I was like, oh fuck, how am I gonna fall asleep? Because that was the one nice thing. That was the best thing about drinking, is that man, my head would hit the pillow and I was out. Good night, see ya. And so. I've adjusted. I do have, it takes me about an extra five minutes. Sometimes on a really, really uh, bad night, it might take me an extra eight minutes to fall asleep. But my head hits that pillow and I am like, okay, good night. And I grab my body pillow and wrap myself around it. And I'm just, I just donk, I'm out. So I have to get up and go pee. Yeah. Well, I still th- I still think that Jamal needs to watch The Mandalorian. Uh, I think, yeah. so I anyways, 
<laughs> we're gonna have to tie him down and force him to watch the first episode. Then he can like so choose you, whether or not he wants like, to. You like uh, Star Wars, right, Jamal? Yeah, I do. So I'm just wondering what 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 is it about Mandalorian that you don't want? to... Uh, did you see the credits or the trailers for it? And you're like, no, not for me. Or no, I'm just a watching other things right now, and b by the t- I'm just doing a lot of other shit. It's been a year. It's been a year, dude. They're going on a third season, dude. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I, I, here's the thing. I don't want to watch it by myself. I'd rather watch it with somebody. So. Oh, speaking of, we did watch a movie. We watched Ray Donovan. I fell asleep. We watched Ray Donovan movie. Okay, oh, so I saw the part with the casket. I didn't. Okay, you're welcome. I fell asleep. <laughs> you didn't see the part with the casket, Todd? I Are fell asleep. Holy crap! It's like within the first 15 minutes of the movie. Apparently, I fell okay, asleep right, right after it started. <laughs> I don't remember much. You, you didn't miss much. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you see it? Have you seen it? Well, you know, I'm not going to lie. I drive past the billboard that has the Ray Donovan poster and I forget to No, I haven't um I I think I have not even watched the final season. Uh yeah, I think I'm on season 6. I think yeah. it's season Oh six. yeah, don't watch. Yeah. I so I can Yeah. I'm I'm still a little behind on Ray Donovan because remember they had well they had suspended thanks to the COVID-19. Um, a lot of these uh, shows, production got suspended, but I haven't gotten around to watch season, like the, the seasons, I think I'm like one or two, what is it, seven, eight seasons? So um, I haven't even, I don't think I'm fully caught up. And even the last season I saw was, I'm just like, ugh, it wasn't, I wasn't that intrigued, and I'm yeah. like, Susan, and like Susan Sarandon was in it, and I'm just like, you could do better. And uh the, this show does not need you so yeah. um but yeah so i'm a little behind on on that show too speaking of the Mandalorian. um but yeah so you so you saw the um the, i saw the, the casket and i'll be honest with you jamal that was probably the most interesting part of the whole movie for me yeah, wow it, it, it really wasn't that great of a movie no not it at really all. wasn't not at all guys um, guys no uh, I, I I was disappointed by it to be honest. I fell asleep. Like I I would wake up. I, and go, oh, I'm still watching it. It did. It didn't get any better, Todd. Um, really? I was really disappointed. I was just and and Romeo, like 15 or like 20 minutes into it, he looked at me and he told me, "Here's what's gonna happen," and that's exactly what happened. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was wow. very okay. predictable. There was a lot was of flashbacks of when when. When Ray yeah, was young was... and stuff, I yeah, I didn't care. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was like that time. Yeah, see, uh, I don't know. It seems like it's got like a lot of reviews, like you know, good reviews on it. But yeah, people like... like the prequels too, but those also sucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> on that note, guys, how do we wrap this up? Um, I would like to give a shout out to my brother whose birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, little man! Um, I I would his also... birthday was this after Bo's. Okay, happy yeah, birthday uh, to both of them. Yeah, Grand Groundhog okay. Day, baby. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's uh, 
and I, I kind of felt like I'm missing somebody, but you know, hey, it's like midnight. So, <laughs> Speak, yeah. speaking of 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 Groundhog's Day, someone said this yesterday, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. They should start promoting a Groundhog's Day two, like they're doing a sequel, and then just show the original movie. <laughs> that's funny. That, that's pretty clever. I, and then, by the way, that movie was a stupid ass movie, anyways. It was stupid, like it, but it, it had its moments. But yes, it was stupid. Wow, I'm on this podcast. Okay. Um <laughs> movie was brilliant, but you know, hey, this is uh I thought You thought it was brilliant? Okay, first of oh, all Oh, I hated it. Bill and Murray. I love Bill Murray. Me too. I love Bill Murray, but I hated I share that a birthday movie. with the man. Yes, I I liked it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh man, you know what? Yeah, um, I don't know if I could be friends with people who hated Groundhog Day, guys. Like, I mean, there's a line, um, and Groundhog Day is kind of that dude. It's a classic. I mean, Andy McDowell. Okay, <laughs> she was hot back then. Um, still not is. Not so much now. Not, not so much now. But man, Groundhog Day was pretty fucking was pretty fucking amazing. You know what? I think I might just watch it. Just now, I'm gonna oh watch God. it. Oh my God. Now I'm gonna have to watch it just to make sure that I wasn't. And then, and then when you guys ask me, when you ask me, hey, how, uh, what movie or whatever you want, I, I saw Groundhog Day like seven times. Like, yeah, take that. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it every day. Binge watched it every day between now and then. You know, we sh we should do this. We should totally do this where we we pick a movie that all three of us watch, rewatch if and we haven't seen it forever, and then do our 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 kind of review of it. You know, after we've watched it for the first time in decades, kind of thing. Okay. Oh, so is this the movie? Is this the movie we're gonna do? We're gonna I, we're gonna start with Groundhog Day. Might as well start with one we know that we're not gonna like and see if we've changed our mind. Yeah, and then we can come back and have fresh. At least, then if I trash it, I will have fresh memories of why it made me just like roll my eyes so bad I could see my brain. I will be. First of all, I'll be expecting apologies next week after you guys watch it. <laughs> and um, and no, but look at it. I, I will not be accepted resignations, but I will be accepted apologies next week. And be like, hey, you know what? Upon second thought of watching this movie, you know what? It still holds up. And then you know, I I think we'll what have, it was. We'll I don't know about Miriam, but I think for me, what it was was the 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 sheer number of times we saw him do the same thing over and over again. They could have cut that in half, I think. Yeah. You know what? They pro they probably shot that movie in like a week, and was just like, okay, we're just gonna do this I, over. Yeah. And over I do and over know. Again. And then the others. I was gonna say I do know that but that I, movie ruined the friendship of of uh, Bill Murray and in uh, and Harold Ramis. Yeah. What what movies don't ruin friendships? I mean, the other movies they work yeah. together with <laughs> up until yeah. that point. Yeah. And I don't know why. I mean, I think Bill had a problem with with uh the female lead. He didn't like working with her. Oh, Eddie McDowell? Yeah. Oh, well, I've heard I've heard some rumors. I heard he's I also heard he's oh. difficult to work with. Bill Murray, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I would imagine at that point because he did a lot of movies and he was, um, he was a, a an A lister that he would he you 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 can tell just from the kind of the the vibe he gives off on screen that he's difficult. Like he's very much like 
Do you know who I am? Yeah, he's he's he's, he's the guy who who photobombs people on on Instagram. <laughs> oh my god! Just randomly shows up at people's parties. Someone's having a loud party. He'll just walk in, like he owns the place. Yeah. That well, he, you want you want to hear something funny? Um, I had read somewhere that uh, that Harold Ramis originally wanted Tom Hanks for that role, but decided against it, saying uh, that Hanks was too nice. Wow, I could see Tom that. Hanks, now let let me ask you this: Do you think that Tom Hanks would have made this movie better? Yes. What kind of question is that? I like, don't, of course. I don't know. I, I don't know. I have I have to go watch the movie again and then I'll as I'm watching it, that'll be a question that I'll ask. Come on, cause... ask me that question after I watch it again. Think I of... watched it once years and years ago and all I remember I took away I was like, fuck me. How many times is this like you said that the way they kept overdoing it at the same scene over and over and over again? I was over that scene after the third time. Yeah. And they same. did it like what, twelve? Yeah. And same. I'm like, this is like okay. Now I'm getting pissed. This is fucking ridiculous. But I've already invested my Although time. Although I, d- I did like the round where he just walks up and just slugs the guy. Ned? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. I that don't was funny. remember that. That was what because yeah, it's that, it's that, it's, that it's the funny. bald friend he sees on walking okay, across the street. Don't tell me about it because it's gonna be like watch, yeah. watching the movie from all over okay. brand new because I don't remember what happened. I have to find it. I'm sure it's available free someplace. Oh, I'll rent it if I have to. And especially. Especially because Groundhog Day was yesterday. Yes. Oh, we are day. we are getting what twelve more weeks of of winter according to the the, the gopher. The groundhog. Yeah. Whatever gopher groundhog whatever. Yeah. So um, mole. And you guys were just talking about um, Harold Ramis and uh, Bill and uh, Bill Murray not talking anymore. Just yeah. You know, he was going through a divorce while he was filming this movie. Uh, Bill Murray. So he had like a lot of anxiety, uh, like every time he would like come to the to, to like this, you know, to, during scenes and whatnot, he would just have anxiety, and um, like he would call Harold like early in the morning, and Ramis he he would um, send like the screenwriter to sit with Murray and iron out like the issues that he was having, and that's one of the reasons Murray and the director did not speak for like several years. I don't yeah. think they even talked. Up, I mean, I don't even. Well, no, I take that back. I was gonna say they didn't talk up until they did the Ghostbusters video game, like like ten years ago. That was the first time they they so got together Bill and talked Murray, to each other. Bill Bill Murray did go see Harold Ramis when Harold Ramis was on his deathbed, and yeah, and they talked. Yeah, and they at were, that point they got became friends again before that because of the game. Yeah. Because the 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 video game came out in I think twenty ten, it was uh it was a PlayStation three game and Xbox three sixty game, and uh, the the original cast got together to do the voices for their characters in the game, and the original script for that game uh was supposed to be Ghostbusters three, but they decided to do a game instead of another movie, that way they didn't have huh. to get dressed up and carry the right. the heavy packs and shit around. Or get or get slimed. Okay. And on that note, <laughs> I'm out of here. All right. Well, oh, it's midnight over here. So yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our episode. Uh, thank you for listening and uh, putting up with our shenanigans. 
Um, if you're a, a hot chick and you're looking to date a handsome black guy such as myself, just uh, drop me your number. Or a old um, flubby white guy. I'm available too. Yeah, we have a just get on the you know Facebook page and just uh, you know holler at your boys. Uh, Marianne <laughs> is married, so if you have you know visions of a three-way, I'm pretty sure she'll you know <laughs> disabuse you of that. I cr- cross that off her bucket list. Um, it's not on my bucket list. I've already done it. Oh damn! All right. Well, um, hello. She, she has a star on it because she wants to do it again. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, no, no, actually, on her bucket list, it's have a threesome again. Um, but yeah, thank you. For, I love these closeouts. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, have a, have a, have a. I love safe. making you guys so uncomfortable. Too. I like the way you guys score when I throw shit out. It just cracks me up. Anyways, it's, it's, thank you for that. That's what we're here for. Take us out on uh, a high note. And uh, please be careful out there during the weather, uh, wherever you are. There's a winter storm coming in a town near you. Uh, as Marianne would say, uh, make good decisions. And make as good I choices. Always... Make good choices. He always fucks it up. Make good choices. And I'm going to push the fun button and end this right now. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Remember, it's not about you. Remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate review, and tell a friend. Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. Be sure to check them out on all their social medias at notaboutyoupod.com.